Hi, and welcome to the podcast ministry of New Life Church in Springfield, Ohio. We hope that the transformative truths of God's Word impact, challenge, and bless you. Let me read you this passage of Scripture. I want to talk about bread for the journey. Let me tell you why God's kind of laid this on my heart. Um, I feel like a lot of us in this room are on the verge of, you know, new and exciting seasons, different, uh, you know, different, you know, aspects of our journey. Maybe God is is doing something you know special in your life in a transitory phase and, and you're just kind of excited. You don't know exactly what all is going to happen or what it all looks like, but you know that 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 things are going to happen. Thing, you know, things are gonna happen. You're you're right on the precipice on the edge. And it might be hard, it might be difficult, you know, it might be a lot of work, but God has kind of placed you and you're like, yes, I feel like something is about to happen in my life, in my ministry. I feel a fresh anointing, you know, uh, that God is, is wanting to take me further or do something powerful, you know, in my family, in my relationships, that God is, is laying a burden on my heart. And I want to preach something that came out of my spirit and out of my mouth um, Sunday after church with this um, young man. Um, and it, as we, you know, different ones, I think there's a couple here who was praying for him and just speaking, you know, life over him that we had a visitor and I just, and I just yelled it out awkwardly, you know, while I was just laying hands and it, cause it just kind of gushed forth from my, from my spirit. And I just said, bread for the journey, bread for the journey. And it hit him like a ton of bricks. So maybe it'll hit you too, um, because in my spirit, yeah, Michael, you were there. You were you was, you was minister on him, Darren. You were there, I think, you know, maybe a couple others were. And then God had sent this young guy who's actually a missionary. He's getting ready to go uh, to Jordan you know, in the Middle East and to do missions work for two years. And even though he had raised all the funds that he had needed, and his name's Cameron, if you want a prayer card, I'd love to give that to you. Um, even though he had raised the funds and things were going great, um, he was so discouraged when he walked through our, these doors. Because, you know, some people had done what I preached about, had undermined his ministry, had undermined him, just kind of said, oh, you know, you're not going to see this happen or God's not really going to use you. Whatever it was, it was, you know, friends who weren't even saved and they were just kind of mocking his life choices, making him feel bad about, uh, you know, what God was doing. And he had kind of allowed that to seep into his heart, into his mind. Um, Amen. Brother Daniel was praying on him, too. Amen. Um, And so we just gathered around him, put the shields up around him and just rebuked the lies and the work of the enemy in Jesus' name. And he just wept and cried and God touched him in a powerful way and at the end of it I just yelled bread for the journey amen you ever need that you ever find yourself in a place where you just where whatever's in front of you looks really really big and you just need to know that God has the sustenance the power the anointing to take you from where you are to where he has called you to be first of all we need to know that there's a where he called us to be right we need to know that there is the destination, that he does have a plan, that he is in control, he has thought these things through, and he can sustain us to the plan that he has for us, to the, all the way to the destination. Here's what the Bible says. 1 Kings 19 and 1, And Ahab told Jezebel that Elijah had done and had also executed all the prophets with the sword. He, you know, they had executed the prophets of Baal with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. So Jezebel's now making threats against the prophet Elijah because he has you know, done what God told him to do. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life. 
and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough. You ever been there? It's enough. Josh, I done had enough. You ever, you ever, you ever been there? Say, I've tried to do things your way. I've tried to do things the right way in my own life, and, and it's just enough. I've been there. He said, now, Lord, take my life, or I'm no better than my father's. And by fathers, he means, you know, the prophets who have come before him, who tried to get the, the people of Israel to do right, and then they failed too. They were persecuted too. And he said, I, we, we can't get no momentum no matter what we do. We cannot get things right. And as he lay, here's, here's where it kind of gets into what we need to talk about. And as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Somebody said amen. That's sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is sleep. <laughs> That's the truth sometimes, amen? Sometimes, sometimes you know, it's, it's not you know, that the enemy has rushed in like a flood. You need a nap. You need to rest. You're exhausted. And the enemy's maybe not so strong as he seems. And we're physically exhausted. We need to be wise. Protect yourself, you know, in times that when you're physically in pain, when you're exhausted, sleep. Get your good bite to eat and sleep. And let's fight the enemy, you know, when you wake up. That's good. That's good teaching right there. It's real meat and potatoes, but it's true. And he went back down to sleep. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went on in the strength of that food, 40 days and nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Amen. There he went into a cave and spent the night in that place, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And so he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of the Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. You ever feel like you're in it alone? You're not. Amen. Now, I'm going to read the, just this half of this verse, and I don't usually split up me verses, um, but the narrative changes, so I want to kind of finish um, you know, what the story, what's going on for, for what we need to share tonight. And verse 11 said, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And then you know, the story kind of you know, changes, and uh, you know, the, he has this huge revelation and encounter with God. Um, but I want to preach today, this evening, just for a few more minutes. I know, you know what time it is. We've been testifying and worshiping and seeking God, but let's hear a word. Amen. Let's hear from the word. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you so much. Um, help us to be, uh, to be mindful of your plan, of your word, God. Speak to us. Encourage us, God. Encourage everyone in here that you ordained that they should be here tonight to have a word, to have some bread for the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Austin, amen. Elijah is coming through an exhausting time filled with victory, loss, faith, and fear. Confu confusion and doubt mixed with hope. Here, you, you want to know a, a dirty secret of ministry? You know, one of the 
one of the hard things about, about serving God. A little insider secret for you. Winning is just as exhausting as losing. Amen. Some, some of y'all felt that way down in, right way down in, in your spirit right there. It's not supposed to be like that, is it? So you win the battle. Woo! I feel great. No, not really. Like a lot of times, winning is as exhausting as losing. And here Elijah is, he has done a great job. And you know, need I remind you what has just happened? He has just literally called down fire and God has answered and just the most Honestly, it's one of the most public displays of God's power and anointing over anybody in, in history. In history. I mean, waited till everybody was around looking up at the mountain, and Elijah is laughing at everybody, saying, Ha ha, your God won't do anything. Like, you know, he's, he must be sleeping. He must be, you know, and he was mocking them. You know what the kind of confidence that takes? And then when it's his turn, he said, God, answer. And God consumes the sacrifice, the rocks, the water, everything. Consumes the doubt, you would think. Five minutes later, he is so discouraged. Let me tell you, serving the Lord, victory and doing what you and even winning can be as exhausting. So you need to take care of yourself spiritually. You need to have that inflow, that influx of the Word of God, of encouragement, of that, of just you know, just the touch that you need, the sustaining Spirit of God. Amen? Sometimes, you know, as Christians, we can get so worked up in ministry and so consumed with it that we think that it is always life-giving to pour out. No, you need to pour in. You need to let God pour in to your family. You need to let God pour into your relationship. Um, you can't just, you know, you know, out, 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 out all the time. It just won't work that way. He has to learn that. He's coming out of the season, and he has gone about as far as he can go on his own strength. And what happens next, I believe, is a specifically anointed word for us tonight. Some really cool stuff happens. And again, this is Elijah being discouraged. He knows he's you know, got people chasing after him. He's going to be killed. And he's just, he's just, just destroyed you know, emotionally and, and, and mentally and spiritually. He's just running on fumes, right? And so God does some really, really good stuff that we need to pay attention to. If you feel exhausted, if you feel weary, if you're looking at the things ahead of you and they look so big, let's listen. Let's see what, what God says and what he does. God, very tenderly, instead of just rebuking him, which God is fully capable of doing, like to Jonah, you know, God sees where he's at and God sees where you're at. He knows the way that we take. He knows how much we can take. And he is very tender in his thoughts toward you and to what you have to walk through and to what you're walking through. He, he is, he, he wants, he's baking a cake. Whew, I felt something right there. Amen. Now I do too. I bet. Sister Kelly needed. God is baking a cake while you're still sleeping. Come on. Amen. Because he is tender in his thoughts toward you. He knows where you're at. He knows how much you can take. And he's in there whipping something up to sustain you. Amen. I believe it with all my heart. He does that. He, that's, what, that's who he is. That's what he does. And, and so when he wakes up, he wakes him up, you know, with a gentle touch at first. And saying, say, get up and go. He, he looks at the situation. He says, this boy still needs more rest. He needs more. He needs more energy. He needs more help. He needs more provision. He needs more restoration. <laughs> He's very aware. 
And the angel touches him and said, rise, get up and eat, have some food. And so he has some bread and some water. And he said, time to get, no, I'm going back to sleep. I need a little more. And God, in his forbearance and understanding and love and grace, says, you go ahead and sleep. You go ahead and rest for a little bit. God's so good. And then lastly, he wakes him up again. And that's where we know that he is baked you know, on coals of fire. Amen. He's the God who answers with fire. But that's not the only thing he can do with fire. Amen. Sometimes he can bake that nourishment that we need. And the second time the angel says, rise and eat and get to walking. The second time, right? And I thought about that because he could have said it the first time. And God smote my heart. And let me, let me talk to you, New Life. Um, God let him go back to sleep and have another nap. And I, and I wondered to myself, do we sometimes have higher standards and more? Are we harder on people who are lost and, and people who are struggling, people who are battling through addiction? Uh, are we harder on them than maybe God would be? Now, we know the truth is the truth, and you ought to live right, and, you know, and, and we, we preach the word of God. But, 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 but where's the grace sometimes? Where's the mercy? Where's the forbearance that we need to have with lost sinners? And understand that some of us were just the same way. All of us were, you know, were dead in our trespasses and sins. And, and so as I saw the angel of the Lord wake him up and say, you know what? You go ahead. You have some more rest, and I have more bread. I got some more water. You take some more rest for the journey. I just saw that. I saw a picture of God's grace. He let him hit the, hit the snooze because <laughs> he needed it. Some people need that grace. And you're like, why don't they just make the right decisions? Well, why don't we all, all the time? Yeah. Amen. A little extra bread for the journey. Christian people are allowed to be discouraged without being a bad Christian. You're going to walk through those days and those times. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps but know that you're not a horrible, wicked, vile person because you battle with things. You battle with discouragement sometimes. That's why God sends bread for the journey. He knows. And he cares. People are allowed to be stressed and concerned about the future without being a backslider. Amen? Now, we don't want to wallow in that and get involved in a cyclical, you know, cycle where we end up, uh, um, you know, backsliding, walking away from God and just, you know, get, getting cold in God. No, no, no. But, but, but we need to allow God to restore us, to give us bread for the journey. Amen? It's God's will for them to be victorious in all these things. But it's our job, church, to be bread for the journey. I'm almost done here. This church should be bread for the journey. When a weary saint or a lost sinner comes in, they ought to find bread for the journey. They ought to find a testimony. I appreciate the testimonies because you don't know whose bread that was that you offered up as a simple sacrifice in honoring God. You don't know who needed to hear, Brother Johnny, that God is faithful when we're faithful to Him. You don't know you don't know, Sister Lorraine, who, who, who needed to hear that God can be with him right there in the middle uh, of your car. Sister Sandy, you, you don't know um, who, who didn't realize how effective they could be in their workplace. 
and felt like they had no ministry whenever, as Jensen Franklin would say, um, you're, you're, you're in the field of diamonds and you just don't know it. That's a good message right there. Somebody listen to that. Amen. I don't care. I'll throw that out there. You listen to that, you'll be blessed. Our church should be bred for the journey. Our conversations with our friends must be bred for the journey. I felt a, a specific burden uh, for a man of God who's a good friend of mine who is going through a very difficult season of transition and hurt. And, uh, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't ever do anything wrong. But he is paying, you know, the price. And he is, uh, he is involved in some things, you know, not by his own doing. He's, he's hurting. And I want my conversations with him to be bred for the journey. Yes. Amen. All right. Lastly. Get up and eat. Amen. Sometimes we got to get up and eat. I really feel that there are many people under the sound of my voice who are going into an important and dynamic season. Wonderful seasons of harvest and blessing and favor. Some of us will go through seasons of challenges and hardships. Bread is the gift of God. It's nourishment and it's comfort. It's like manna from heaven. The encouragement and the nourishment that God will provide. And the water is the power of the Holy Spirit that is needed to sustain the victorious believer. I need that Holy Ghost. I need His Holy Spirit functioning and flowing in me. I've got to have it. It's my bread, it's my water. So we got to get up. See, all, you know, all that the, you might not feel like you have much to offer. You don't have much to give God right now because you're exhausted or you're discouraged, whatever it may be, or, or maybe you're just nervous, you know, about what God has ahead. All that the prophet brought to the situation was an appetite, right? Like me, whenever I go anywhere, <laughs> you know, I don't, like I, I, Sister Polly's been just really, she's been fasting between meals, that's a joke of mine, <laughs> of my own making. Um, so you've been fasting between meals that I will take up grilling and smoking um, meat, you know. Yeah. I need to lay down the smoking of, of anything else, but yeah. Uh, smoking, you know, she wants me to make brisket and all these things, and so sometimes, you know, uh, Brother Garrett's not here, and so, uh, you know, he, he, and he's always whipping something crazy up, you know. And and I and, and I'm just sitting there, you know, and, and she'll always make some sidelong comment like, "Man, when do you think you're gonna you get to you know, get a grill like that and start smoking some meat? Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah." And I'm always like, "No, stop it, Garrett. Stop with your your bar raising." Amen. All I bring is my appetite. <laughs> None of us are perfect. Amen. God provided the bread and the water. Now this is going to be a little old school. <laughs> All but Elijah had to provide the get up. Amen. Because God ain't going to spoon feed him. God ain't going to tilt the water right into his face because he's, because he's not that weak. God sent me here today with a word in season for some folks. And that is that God knows where you're at and he looks tenderly toward you in your situation. Yes. He does. He let me know that in my spirit. 
that he looks tenderly toward what you look on as failure and disappointment and your lack. Tenderly he looks at that. Not with judgment or, or anger or, or you know, disillusion. He, he looks at those things tenderly and, and he wants you to make it. He wants you to have what you need for the journey. He wants you to make it to the end that he has decreed for you in your journey. And, and he is patient and long-suffering. Those are attributes of the Spirit. Those are not attributes that we're supposed to have in ourselves. Um, it's being like God. It's being like Jesus. You know, all the gifts and the fruits, you know, all the fruits of the Spirit, that's being like God. So he is long-suffering. He is loving. He is tender toward you. Now, he has provided you with bread and water. The worship and the testimonies tonight, I couldn't have planned it no better myself. He has given you some encouragement. He's given you a word in season. You've got to get up and eat. You've got to dwell in the secret place. You've got to rise up and you've got to get into your word, into the Bible, into the whole word of God. You've got to start to encourage yourself in the Lord, um, knowing that he is there, that he has prepared a table for you in the midst of your enemies. Amen. He, he knows what's going on. He, and it doesn't matter where you're at. There is bread for the journey came by tonight to tell you that there's bread for the journey, but it's time to get up. Little side, little sidebar here. Some, some of you, God's getting ready to do some really awesome stuff in. He's taking you to a new and exciting season, and there will be more pressure. There will be more, uh, more resistance from the enemy, from the kingdom of darkness, and you need to eat more. You ever notice that? Uh, whenever, whenever I worked real hard, I get hungry. Amen. And if I haven't eaten well, then, then, then I run out of energy. I don't have what I need to do to do what I need to do. I, we were over there, you know, not to you know, toot my own horn um, or anything, but me and uh, me and Brother Garrett were able to go over to Brother Daniel, Sister Phillips, um, and, and Sister Phillips was working. I mean, she was chucking logs like you wouldn't believe it. Is, is she okay? <laughs> she a little sore? Yeah, okay. Yeah, she probably is. We were trying to get her to stop. She won't listen to nobody. So, yeah, but we were throwing these things, and, you know, we were, we were loading up all this, all the, all the wood from around the property. And, you know, we just spent a time of fellowship and just kind of working out there, you know, at their lovely home. And, uh, but by the time we had done two loads of that, I was very hungry. And, per, and Brother Daniel put, put a pizza out for us. And I ate almost the whole thing. I kept, I would try to wait for everybody, but I was starving. To, I know, I know. You were done. Well, you acted like you were done. And then at the end, like, I felt like, no, you were just saying that because you wanted me to make sure I had enough. And so, and then, then he got out a bunch of other pretzels and stuff. I just, I was hungry because I'd been working a little bit, right? I mean, you think worse of me now. You'll know to put two on for next time. <laughs> I can't, I can't uneat that pizza. Anyone ever been there? Lord, help me uneat this pizza. <laughs> Can't do nothing about it now. But whenever you are going to do the work, you need to make sure you got bread for the journey. And God has a sovereign plan for your life. 
It's time to start looking to it. It's time to start getting ready to roll. It's time to start putting an inflow of the Holy Spirit into your life. It's time to start getting delving deep into the Word and arming yourself and armoring yourself with the promises of God that will take you through everything that, that the enemy can bring against you. It's time to start getting deep in our prayer lives and begin to, to, to reach out in intercessory prayer. Become very familiar with the throne room of God to where you know it well enough to go boldly before the Lord. Sometimes the reason why y'all don't go boldly before the Lord is because you ain't been there in a minute. You know what I mean? Now, if we t- had full access and, and we took advantage of that full access, it'd be like me going to mom's house and opening up the fridge. Yeah. There's no trepidation. Amen? Let's get familiar with the things of God. Let's take on the load. Let's begin to have that inflow into our own lives that we can do what God has called us to do, and he is calling us to move forward. Amen? Praise God. Let's stand.